hello, hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Cocktail Conversations with Shannon. I'm sure you're wondering where have I been? Hell, I don't know. I've been... (laughs) I have been through it. That's the answer. That's the easiest answer to give. I've been through it physically. I've been through it mentally. I've been through it emotionally. And I've had to recalibrate myself, to be quite honest with you. Um, So there's two things that have, I guess, kind of stalled on the production of the show. Three things. Uh, I have been very, 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 very busy with real estate work. And uh, my schedule has been all out of whack. And that is part of the problem that I've been having is just scheduling. Um, And so for that reason, I'm going to have to be open to accepting that the format of this podcast is changing, right? Um, Interviews are always going to be welcomed. I'm always open to having conversations with actual guests. So if you have someone that you know is amazing and a great conversation and that you know I would love to work with. When I go out and I meet people and they're great and they're they're interesting, I want to be able to have them on the show. That's not going to go away. But what is going to go away for me is that I'm no longer going to be chasing, begging, uh, asking people that ain't that interesting, uh, allowing people that are not in alignment with this just so I can feel like I have a guest. So I I want you to understand that that means that there's going to be some weeks I have guests. There's going to be some weeks I don't have guests. We're always going to have an interesting conversation. The conversation is between you and I. When I invite a friend or an interesting person onto the show, that's great. But because I am shifting my own personal ethos from one of hustle, hustle, chase, chase to flow and alignment, that means that some some weeks we ain't going to have a guest and I got to I got to be cool with it. I've heard from some listeners that they're quite fine when I don't have guests. I think it bothers me more than it bothers (laughs) you all. And like I said, when somebody is in flow and in alignment and the conversation's right and on and popping, we will have those episodes and those conversations and I'll be extremely excited to um, have that. So I guess I'm saying technically, you know, we've been doing this for a while, but we have a dual format, right? Sometimes I got a guest, sometimes I don't. And that's okay, because then that way I'll be able to consistently talk to you guys again. But without, for me, the anxiety of having to have a guest all the time and the panic as I'm doing the interview and wondering, is this really working? Is this an alignment Uh, or or scheduling conflicts? I I just, I need more freedom. Um, And that's not, that's, that's something I'm realizing about me is that I work best, I'm trying to move away from the anxiousness of my life. And and that and the fact that my thoughts and the way that I process work and doing things is what adds to my own anxiety. Like, I definitely still have that corporate panic girl that has sort of been placed on me, and I'm trying to shed that effort because she's not helping me. She's not helped me at all outside of working in somebody's office, and I don't do that shit no more. So this is, (laughs) I've said all of that and I've sort of therapized myself to say, hey, the format is sometimes I got to guess, sometimes I don't. That's the summary. And that's where we are. In addition to that, I'm probably going to do a whole episode where I tell y'all my business. But I, you know, mother went under the knife and had a little nip and a little tuck. 
and was a fool and thought, I'll be back and I'll be just like myself in two or three days because I've had major surgeries in my life. I've had myomectomies, I've had two, I've had a lump removed from here, there, and thither. This will be nothing. Baby, when I tell you it was something, I'm currently, it's been two and a half weeks since my nip in my tuck, I'm still a hot mucky mess. And so I'm sure, <laughs> I wonder if I can find a really fun plastic surgeon to talk about that. And what's funny is like, I'm almost sure people who see me in person are not going to know what I got done because I just did it to look normal. Like it's something that bothered me that I feel like the average person is going to be like, girl, you still thicker than a snicker. I don't understand. But it was, <laughs> it's for me. It is for <laughs> Nobody's going to notice. They're not going to know. But I'm telling you because I want you to understand that, you know, your girl's been convalescing for weeks, still trying to sell houses, still trying to be a creative spirit, but getting weary and tired and passing out in the middle of the day, just laying my ass down like, oh, Lord, why did I do this to myself? And I did it to myself, which my husband keeps reminding me because bless his heart, he's been the best nurse you know, trying to just make sure I don't pass out anywhere. But anytime I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm miserable. You did this to yourself. Like he adds that. <laughs> oh, so shady. And he's right. I did it to myself. But I caught a look at myself in the mirror and was like, oh, baby, you about to be fine again. So it's see, see how God gives you the strength to keep going. That's how. <laughs> so I'm almost sure I'm going to do a full episode telling y'all all my business because why not? Uh, cause I do that anyway. And because it's easier in life. Like I, I, I go back and forth between, you know, being raised. My mother was extremely discreet. Why are you telling people this? Why do you tell people that? That is how I was trained. But I also am myself and I'm a Sagittarius. I hate lying cause it's too much to keep up with. I hate hide stuff because then folks think you funny acting. Why you don't want to come to this? Why you, girl, because I'm home trying to nurse my wounds. It's just easier to be honest for me. So I'm going to try to tastefully tell y'all the truth. But also because I am always moved by the things that I wish someone had told me before I do stuff. Like I, <laughs> I feel like, like maybe the universe uses me as a crash test dummy. And then I'll tell the rest of y'all what happened. That's extremely how I felt about being a caregiver. Like, oh, okay, I'm going through this before everybody else. So I guess now I can help the rest of you. And so I feel like this about my little nip tuck. Like, oh, well, I'm sure, yeah, you know what? Some of y'all been had nip tucks. Y'all just been lying and didn't tell me. So hmm, that's a whole different rant. But I'll tell y'all so y'all don't end up <laughs> as sad as I am. <laughs> when you all decide and don't don't sit here oh shannon i'm so evolved i'm so deep i love myself i accept myself and my body and i love myself the way god made me i too love and accept myself the way god made me and then i said well here's some other things i'd rather change it doesn't mean you don't love yourself because you want to you want to nip and tuck you love your hair but you comb it every day i hope Right. That's that's you know, that's not saying you don't like your hair because you comb it. That's saying I know I need to look a little bit better. And that's what this is. Right. That's what that's what it is for most people. It's not a lack of self-love. So, you know, but some of y'all are going to be so deep. And so oh, I'm so filled with self-love. Chabu. 
get you a little get you a few dollars and a good doctor you come out here looking like one of them damn kardashians and then <laughs> it didn't lie to us tell me that you do keto okay boo keto them tacos i saw you had last week but all right so actually there hasn't been I feel like there hasn't been a lot going on, but I feel like mostly I've been ignoring what's going on because y'all have made me tired. Y'all, the collective y'all. You know, I, um, as an AKA, I always avoid the Deltas, but now there's a Delta variant. (laughs) You see what I did there? Um, Okay, let me put my serious hat on. You know, COVID is very serious. It has hit close to home for some of my friends and loved ones. Um, I'm vaccinated. I do want to take this time. If you are not vaccinated and you can be, let me clear that up because I know some of people have medical issues and they have not been cleared by their doctors to be vaccinated. And because we have people that are in vulnerable populations and perhaps they cannot be, or children who the vaccine has not been cleared for, those of us who are healthy and able-bodied, please go get your shots, get your shots. Get vaccinated. We are vaccinated. And now we're back in our masks because of this whole Delta variant. And that thing is doing a whole bunch more than it did before. Like those of us who had mild cases of the regular COVID, this one nine Delta, ooh, my Lord, it's not nothing to play with. So if you can't get vaccinated, beloved babies, get vaccinated, please. And another thing. Now, listen, I, you know, I love a little, a little off the grid conspiracy theory. But if I see one more of you, tell me they putting a chip in the vaccine and that's why you don't want to get it because the government doing this, doing that. If you have a smartphone, you have a debit card with a chip in it, you shop on the Internet you have uh, conversations in public spaces, you have a ring doorbell, you eat McDonald's, you've let every boyfriend you've had since eighth grade shoot up the club raw, you uh, take shots, you pass the blunt around at parties, you do these things that are A, trackable, and B, not very healthy all along, then maybe, just maybe, you ain't the one that need to be that worried about this vaccine. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to judge you. I'm just saying, baby, all this stuff is, you already done put yourself at risk. If you drank Omega oil at in college, if you, <laughs> like I'm naming all these situations, you jumped in the ball pit at, at Chuck E. Cheese's way back in the day. You have already put yourself at risk for all kinds of diseases, baby. You're, 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 you're already, and then like, okay, it's like you're, you're being tracked. You are being tracked. Everything you do, you're being tracked. They've always been able to track us. You might as well live your life and just don't talk about crime. Now, I'm quite sure there's an FBI agent that tracks whatever the hell I say and do. I also think they're bored. Like, oh my God, she's watching The Real Housewives of Potomac again. Why isn't she doing anything? Why do I have the boring person? Because I don't do that much. But I don't think you living in this country, I don't think the vaccine is going to be the big difference between you being tracked by the government or all of a sudden them doing something to you. I just don't. So take a break. I've noticed that um, when I've gone out, I went out the other day uh, because I was down by the good mall. Every city has a good mall. Don't judge me when I say it. So I was down by the good mall. I I wanted to go peruse. 
and and I've been on the hunt for a new signature scent. That's a different thing I'll tell you guys about. But anyhow, uh, but I noticed that everyone was wearing masks more often again. Like most of Central Florida, once they said you don't have to wear a mask, you're vaccinated. It seemed like everybody was like, "Ooh, naked FaceTime," right? But um, that has it seems like it's changed. I'm seeing more of us out with our mask on. What I do think is that it is probably the majority of us that were vaccinated in the first place that put our mask back on because there are so many people who refused to wear masks and refused to hear about this disease and refused to be vaccinated before vaccinations were even available. Then people probably just walk around naked in the face anyway. But um, just take your precautions. It's just, I keep telling y'all, it's a scary, scary situation we're in. The panorama is not over, even though we want it to be over. I know we're tired, we're bored, we're sick of, you know, my face is hot. It's August in Florida. The bottom half of my face is just melted away. I don't like it. So let's all do our part so that we can all be nude-faced together in the near future. Speaking of things that uh, COVID has affected, are y'all watching the Olympics? I'm having... Usually, I love the Olympics. I mean, usually it's fabulous. This year, I've just not gotten into it. I just seem like it just, I'm bored. I don't know. And I don't know why. Is it me, Lord? Like, I think it's, it's, it almost feels like, and perhaps this is an effect of the Panasonic. And that is, it almost feels like it's not really the time for your games right now. Now, granted, I'm all for a fun distraction. So I'm not saying that from a judgmental place of like, oh, if you're enjoying the Olympics, blah, 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 you're not serious. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just like, I just don't feel it. I just can't feel it right now. And I don't know why um, our girl cousin in my head, Simone Biles, was uh, making a ton of controversy because she had what she um, described as a mental health challenge and pulled from the competitions. And there are some people who uh, got dragged and got cussed out on my behalf because they felt like she should have, quote, pushed through. Then she revealed that the mental health condition is, A, she did have a, a loss in her family, a very close aunt of hers, but a condition called the twisties. Now, for those of us who have never flipped on our heads for a living, you know, we don't really know what that is. But it is a thing that it seems like all the people who have ever taken a gymnastics class understood immediately. And that is while she is flipping, she is struggling to know, to, to almost get her bearings. Like where's the sky? Where's the ground? That seems like a very important issue. You know what I mean? Like she's citing it as mental health and I'm sure she did have some mental health aspects to it. But that is also a thing that you could die and crack your skull open if you don't know up from down while you are flipping in the middle of the air. So, um, but what bothers me most is that I saw a lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of people who I don't think they've ever flipped for a living. I don't think they do anything more than sit at a desk for a living, talk about how she should be strong and push through and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like reading through it and I was like, oh, you expect people to mule on your behalf, bring home the goal. Oh, okay. Because I'm thinking to myself in my mind, if you don't understand why this child should not be flipping in the air right now, then you probably don't understand if your wife says not tonight. You probably don't understand if your coworker is saying, listen, I can't finish this. 
or do you, you know, everything is what you want. That, that notion of pushing through and, and I get it. Like I'm, I'm the queen of like, okay, let me push through. Let me keep, I can do it. I can do it when I feel like it. But once that boundary is set, you need to respect that boundary. When people say I cannot for any reason, you don't get to sit back and say, well, I would because mm -mm, no boo. Mm -mm. And especially as a black woman, because historically in this nation that Miss Simone represents, black women have not gotten the grace or the permission to say, hell no, I won't do X, Y, and Z. We have been forced to work. We have been forced to labor. We have been forced to be productive, first through slavery, chattel slavery, then through Jim Crow and subsequent uh, civil rights era. Think about the times, I, I think back to when I took a feminism class in college and there was a mixture of, uh, you know, well-to-do white girls who were, you know, all about not shaving their armpits and, you know, having wanton sex with whatever gender they want. That was feminism for them. And, and all about work. Everything was about, oh, you know, my loved one wasn't allowed to work. And I remember thinking, yeah, black women are always told to work. Like working is not an exciting thing in feminism for black women because we work all the time. They just don't pay us. My grandmother worked. My great grandmother worked. All these people were working. In fact, they were probably working in those people's grandmother's homes, even though that heifer got to stay home. So there's never been a time in American society when a black woman got to literally say, I don't feel good. Let me sit down. Let me stop. And anytime we mention the idea of black women not working, people get up in arms. I mean, think about Reagan and the welfare queen, the legend of the welfare queen, a woman who is technically black, but presents like she's white, but that's a whole different rant. But this idea of how dare you sit down and think you're just going to stay home or take care of your children, you should be working. And even, I think so many of us have a adapted that, the, that image of the strong black woman that in some ways we even uphold it with each other. Oh, come on, sister, you can do it. Our ancestors made it through worse. You made it through slavery. Push through, push through, push through. And I do think that there should be a place and a voice. And I'm glad to see young black women like Simone, like Naomi Osaka, who are able to say, mm, no, I'm not all the way right to do this right now, rather than pushing themselves and their boundary boundaries and their bodies to a point in which they're they're potentially unhealthy so that's what I'm taking away from these grand old olympics it's still ongoing my loves um I'm trying to tune in a little more you know Jamaica is outrunning everybody as they do and um you know I have a tendency to root for the entire diaspora um, <laughs> so whatever country you from, if you look like you, my cousin, I'm like, run girl. So it's just, <laughs> so I'm going to try, I'm still going to try to tune back in and get back into the good old Olympic spirit. What else is going on? What else has been going on? Hmm. Oh, mm. So Rolling Loud Festival was a few weeks ago. You know, it looked like a COVID party, but um, still entertainers performed. But the big controversy is the artist DaBaby. And uh, first of all, I'm not a fan of... Uh, <laughs> T-Pain had like this rant the other week on his Instagram about how many 
of these grown men are named baby. <laughs> and I loved it. Um, but so I'm, I'm not really a big DaBaby fan. I liked him when he first came out. He looked very happy. But after a while, I was like, oh, he's messy. He's messy boots. And I just, ugh. You know, your music's not really good enough that I can ignore your personality. And once again, proving that point. So Rolling Loud happens. Megan the Stallion goes before him. He comes out after Megan. You know, there's been a big controversy about him basically befriending Tory Lanez, even though he's done music with um, Megan and Tory has shot Megan. I don't care what all this allegedly, allegedly. We saw video of Megan hopping out on one leg after being shot in a car. And so who did it then? That's what I thought. So anyway, he brings Tory Lane on stage with him after Megan performs. Um, so already that was like a strike one for me. Then in his crowd banter, he says three of the most baffling, very baffling things to me. And there's, you know, he's, we're dealing with the fallout of it. So he, you know, kind of does the, hey, if you are a woman, now listen, if you're listening with children, turn this off because it is both vulgar and stupid, but I'm going to say what he said. Uh, if you're a woman and your pussy smells like water, like put your, put your cell phone in the air. That's thing one. Then he says, if you don't have AIDS and HIV, put your phone in the air. That's annoying thing too. Then he says, if you're a man and you weren't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your phone in the air. Why would you say these things, first of all? So I'm going to break down the reasons why everything that was said was obnoxiously stupid, right? Because this is what has bothered me about all three of these phrases. But I've noticed a trend, and I'll get to that. So let's let's work backwards. If you are a man and you did not suck dick in the parking lot, that is the most random scenario. Did he see something in the parking lot? Did something happen on his way into the building? What why would you think about that? Like did you like what why would you even bring it up? First of all, and you know, people are adults and they are amorous in their vehicles sometimes. I don't want to you know, judge things that some of us have done for real. So I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it was just like, well, why would you? I've gone to plenty of concerts in my life. I'm a concertaholic. I've never thought, I've never, I've never seen that happen in a parking lot at a concert and then thought that I should bring it into the facility and discuss it on stage. Just haven't. So it was just like, well, what, what made you think of that? Did you see, like, why, why would you bring this up? That's the first thing. Second of all, you don't know who has HIV and AIDS. You don't know who got it. That is a very reckless thing to say in this time period. There are plenty of people who have gotten AIDS and HIV, and it is not their fault. They are not spreading it recklessly. There are some people who are victims of people who uh, may have spread it recklessly. They may have had drug uh, problems or blood transfusions or they were born uh, with AIDS and HIV particularly kids of a certain era and you just said something that was a completely stupid offensive disgustingly selfish and mean to a population of people you can't look around the crowd and know who has AIDS or HIV baby why would you even bring this up also 
you're in a place where everybody got masks on. Why would you call out AIDS and not COVID? But that's well, they should have had masks on, but I know they didn't. So it was just like, why? Like the lack of logic. Here's the next thing. Shout out to all you women whose lady bits smell like water. Is he a virgin? Does he not know that women's bodies are not meant to have no smell? Like we're human. We we're human. And I and I and I bring this up because when people are bringing up the controversy and the fallout, it was almost all like he spoke against the LGBT community. He spoke against the LGBT community. And he did. However, what he really spoke against was also there was misogynoir in there. There was there was an affront to women and femininity in there. And we're so used to seeing that from rappers. We're so used to experiencing that on this sort of platform that I feel like we didn't even realize he did it. Like you are you're you I am a woman. We are human beings. Our bodies do what bodies do. We don't all smell like water, quote unquote. We don't all, you know, and, and it is an obnoxious thing to even bring up because I know he was up there musty. He probably don't wipe all the way either. He probably think all he got to do is shake it every time he uses the bathroom. But women got to smell like water. Get out of here. Looking musty. Looking musty. So he's faced a lot of backlash for that because why did you even need to say this? Why did you even need to bring this up? He's faced a lot of backlash, um, particularly from the LGBT community, um, because he was kind of, you know, he made it seem like they were all connected. Like, I hate women, I hate gays, and I think you all have AIDS was sort of the the way it felt as, as you're listening to it. So he's faced a lot of backlash. And what he did was the standard thing that most of these rappers of this generation do now. And that is, unfortunately, instead of handling this by talking to their PR person, they get on Instagram or they get on social media and they start talking about how they're not going to apologize. And all I said was this and all I said was that. And his response was, I don't have a problem with gay people. I have gay fans, but my gay fans are classy and they're not doing this stuff and they don't have AIDS. Yet again, what are you talking about? Like, just say, I'm sorry, I was just running my mouth. Or even say, listen, on my way into the arena, I saw I saw too much people without having dignity in the parking lot. And I, and I like, just, just that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> like, I was really talking about this one person I saw in the parking lot that I thought didn't have decorum. Okay, but you just like, this was, oh. So he doubled down on being stupid. And here's where it got kind of funny to me because who comes to defend him? T.I. and Boosie. Now, if T.I. and Boosie agree with you, this is my general warning, you're wrong. Whatever the case may be, if they're like, hey guys, I think I think Shannon is right. I would check myself. Like if Tia ever swooped in, like Shannon is absolutely right, and de and defending me, I'd be like, oh hell, I'm wrong, huh? Just because it's on the strength of it being Tia, I would know. So they swoop in, and somehow it turns into, well, we we've been defending LGBT people for years, but no one no one has anything to say when they when they come against the straight people. Tia, when have you defended an LGBT person? When you defend you don't even defend your damn wife so i know you ain't defending no lgbt people 
you don't defend your daughters. So I know you're not defending an LGBT person. Go sit down somewhere. But now, because little Nas X is allowed to like eat, breathe, rap, and actually do art that reflects his own sexuality, like these types are swooping in like, hold on, hold on, hold on. How come, how, whoa, as if these are like equivalents, right? So T.I. and Boosie are like, oh, the baby has a right to say what he wants to say and he ain't say that much, da, 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 da. So then, in the midst of all of this, the baby is losing all of his gigs. You know, every every festival, every summer gig, it's like, no, he can't come. No, he can't come. No, he can't come. Quest Love did like a fictional, like, you know, he kind of did like a fun post, like this would be my favorite list of lineup if I had a dream festival. He came back and edited it and took the baby off and was like, listen, I can't have nobody like that on my in my life or in my fake show. <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, Questlove has a fake show, but he's good for doing real stuff, right? So, but he made a statement against him. Then the baby go talk about he don't know who Questlove is. Sir, you're almost 30. So either you are a liar or you're willfully ignorant and you don't know enough about the craft that you claim. In either case, sit down somewhere and learn from this. So, you know, he's facing backlash. He's facing backlash. And of course, the Boosies and T.I.s of the world are still trying to defend him, but doing such a piss poor job, doing a completely piss poor job in the process. So now he's lost enough money that he's given some sort of another sad iOS uh, apology of, oh, I can't believe people are canceling me when I wanted to be educated. Like, why didn't they just educate me? Why won't people just educate me? How, how, so this is my question. Did You didn't want to be educated. Up until you started losing your money. You don't want to be educated. You don't want to stop your bag, baby. And I get it. I get it. But you're not right. Okay? <laughs> like, plain and simple. You're not right. You did not want to be educated. You didn't want to listen. You're pretending you are in your, thir you're about like 30 years old. You're going to pretend you never, oh, I don't mind gay people, but not the ones that do this, that, and the other. Not the no, you're not right. And if you're going to be wrong, this is another thing. Stand up in your mess. At least be honest or just say, I, I misspoke or I was, I was hype. I told y'all, if he had just said, I saw something in the parking lot that disturbed me and I kind of took it on stage, I think I would have at least laughed. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought he was right, but I, I, I could have at least said, well, that's, is it homophobia? You just saw too much. I don't know. But it's still just like, I just don't, I just, here's the underlying issue of what bothers me. Because at the same time, Tory, shoot him up, Tory Lanez posted uh, some little sad thing about black people, are, our black men are under attack and the legacy of our kings are under attack and we can't say nothing without people trying to pull us down and, and, and you know, pr help us protect our legacy. And it offended the hell out of me. Now, I don't follow Tory Lane, so why do I care? It was, you know, going around. But I think that's what bothers me the most in all of this is that there's this idea that people like Little Nas X are ruining the image of black masculinity and that's the problem and they want um, these other guys to represent what black manhood is and that they're our kings. But... I, I don't 
think you understand that the image of black masculinity is not going to be ruined by little Nas X. It is in fact ruined by Tory Lanez and the babies and your TIs and your boosies and all of these men who so casually disrespect black women, so casually disrespect their own black families, so casually disrespect um, other black men who are not just like them. They're not the image of black masculinity. These, these are not my kings. And so there's this idea of, well, we the ones that's doing it right, we the right kind of men. No, just because you like having sex with women does not mean that you're the right kind of black man to represent black masculinity. And the fact that so many people are able to turn their talents on a little Nas X or to say something so casually, like, oh, men, if you weren't sucking dick in the parking lot, oh, oh, so you have a problem with that, but you don't have a problem with maybe men raping or men doing horrible things to other people or men being violent or men having guns or men doing, you know, not having guns, you know, just, just, there's so many other things. Like these are not good rep, like T.I. is not a good representation of black husbands. He's not a good reputation, representation of good fathers, to be quite honest. He's not the kind of black manhood that anybody should be striving to, but we're so casually comfortable with saying, oh, no, 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 no. It's just little Nas X. We don't like that he's representing black manhood. First of all, there is no one representative. Like people are people, just be good people. But that's the underlying current of what bothers me about what the baby said. And as well as the people that are defending him. Yes, you have a right to say what you want to say. You do have a right to freedom of speech, but you also get consequences for that. And it just bothers me because I see it so much where I'm seeing us go, oh, well, what about black families? And what about black manhood? I don't want to hear about black families from a rapper who had to literally leave one child's birthday to go to another child's birthday because his two kids from two different moms are born on the same day. That's the baby, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear about the image of black manhood when your own daughter has to worry about you doing hymen checks on her and then telling people around on, on social media and in the media. You're not the example. I don't want to hear about healthy black manhood from a man that's only 38 years old, but his eyes are so red, they look like he's a step away from the grave at age 90. That's Boosie for those of you who don't know. So that's just me. I don't feel like none of them do enough to respect black women. For me to have to have to hear their lectures about what they think anything should be. So, uh, you know, the baby, I guess I hope you learn and grow because I always hope people learn and grow from things. But at the same time, like I said, I don't like your music enough to really care that much if you're canceled. So be blessed in your comings and your goings, but especially your goings. That's been sort of like major, major news uh, in pop culture lately. That's sort of taken over the zeitgeist quite a bit. We're all sort of not sure where we're going with all this COVID stuff, which super, super sucks. I mean, super, super, super sucks. But that's sort of what's going on. Oh, have we talked about this Darius Cooks in the Kitchenista? Have we talked about this? I, I don't know every detail. And the reason I don't know every detail is because it's so massive. I think it would have to be an episode unto itself. 
But what I encourage you to do, my messy friends, if you'd like to dive into some mess, is look online at Darius Cooks and the Kitchenista. Go ahead and Google it. So for those of you who are on, not familiar with food, the internet foodies, uh, there is a woman who is Angela, the Kitchenista. She does recipes. She does cooking. She's very popular on Twitter. Um, she has some good recipes too. She kind of got into it with a very popular internet cook who goes by the name Darius Cooks. I think Darius Williams is his full name. A while back, he had some restaurants and there was a scandal about the fact that he closed his restaurants, like shuttered them in one day, didn't pay people, didn't do everything that he needed to do with that. Um, he also, for a short period of time, had a credit repair business. He got in trouble for that and owed the state of Georgia like $300,000. So that was a whole thing. <laughs> but this is this is sort of a recurring thing. Like Darius cooks, cooks food, but also seems to have some issues with money. He and the Kitchenisa got into it. And when I tell you she has dedicated so much of her time to dragging this man, to just pulling out every receipt where he got in trouble, where he didn't pay, per, like everything is just, where he stole recipes, it's just a hot mess. So if you are looking for some random, I hate to say entertainment because it's so messy, but it's so big and it's so massive that it's hard for me to even explain. Do yourself a favor if you're just bored and you want to look up some stuff, look up Darius Cooks versus the Kitchenista and just entertain yourself. So that's pretty much all that's going on. Your girl is working on some stuff. We'll be back next week, of course. But uh, I'm just always glad to chat with you. I'm glad if you are listening right now and you've been able to come back and hang with me when I was gone for a few weeks. I am back and I'm going to be back in rotation, randomly having cocktail conversations with you. As always, you can email me at cocktailconvo7 at gmail.com. You can leave me a voice memo in the description. Uh, oh, the link for that is in the description box. And I, uh, listen, I'm still open to guests. I'm still open to having interviews. So if you or someone you know has something really cool going on, you want to talk about stuff, you have a topic or a, a thing that's on your heart, please reach out to me. Um, we will schedule that. We will work on it. I promise you. But like I said, we move in, in alignment, not in chasing and hustling, darling. So I love you, babies. Have a wonderful week. Be blessed. Amen.